When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. You are listening to the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine. Steve Patterson, producer Don McLean. Uh, we are expecting a uh, some some news for a. I don't know if they're doing a press conference regarding the presidential election because there are really slim margins in, uh, as you know, key battlegrounds. I think um, we're supposed to hear from Nevada at eleven o'clock our time. Yep. So any moment now, where Nevada, who has been mum since uh election night ended and they said that they weren't going to be giving any new updates yesterday and they didn't right and that we would get some updates this morning and so i think that's uh, one of the things that we're waiting to hear about yeah so i believe we're going to just join abc news and see if we um you know if there's anything going on feeling good and, and potentially surpassing the vote count there in pennsylvania the trump campaign just ended this call and said we are confident we will win pennsylvania they are seeing these uh tr- these votes come in from rural counties they're what they so. call trump country uh that is one that they are watching monitoring very closely they said they still feel good about the margins in georgia they very much like what they see in arizona as well um the theme of their response right now is is starting to crystallize george we saw the campaign just a few minutes ago send out an an email to supporters saying we must protect the integrity of this election. Uh, and then we saw a number of tweets from President Trump himself today saying stop the count. Any vote that came in after Election Day will not be counted. Uh, we've been saying this over the course of the last few days, George, but I have to say it again. There is nothing illegal, nothing wrong about these votes being counted. This is the democratic system working exactly as it should. It is supposed to take this long, given the historic nature of this pandemic that we are living in uh, right now. And then you You've got this sort of contradicting version of reality from the president's own campaign because while he's saying stop the counting, they've got legal action in places like Arizona where they want to keep the counting going and see the counting happen with their own eyes. Uh, campaign officials were pushed on this today. They say the president meant that any vote that comes in uh, legally is what he wants to see counted, but that is not what uh, what it, what he said. And they made it very clear. They say America. His critics, the media, they say, counted Donald Trump out before. They should not count him out right now. They say he is very much alive and well and running in this race. That's the view from the camps. Tom Yamas, let's remind everybody what the paths are to victory for each candidate at this point. All right, we're going to explain basically what Mary just said. We'll put it up on the map for you. For the purpose of, of this segment, we're going to give Alaska to President Trump. We haven't projected that yet, but he's likely to win that state. So let's talk about Joe Biden's path. As Mary said, if he wins Arizona, look at his electoral total, 264. 
270. All he needs is those two states, but there's another path for him as well. If he can just win the state of Pennsylvania, 20 electoral votes, you can see his number, it's 273, George. Okay, and let me bring that to Nate Silver now. Nate, let's talk about the states that are still outstanding right there. Let's start with Pennsylvania. That's where the Biden campaign, they don't want to count their chickens, but that's where they appear most confident right now. Yeah, look, the vote is very heavily for Biden in Pennsylvania because there are mail ballots that are coming in. So even in red counties where you have mail votes, they tend to be much more Democratic. You also have a lot of votes in Philly, including some Election Day vote. You have provisional ballots that's mostly Democratic. So it's very blue. I think in some ways of all five of these states that are outstanding, even though Biden's behind in Pennsylvania, might be the one where he is most confident about eventually pulling ahead. Okay, uh, hold on a second there, because I want to go to Steve Ost and Sami in Georgia, who's uh, got some news. They, they've been ha having press conference from the Secretary of State and other officials this morning that that race is tightening in Georgia. Steve, what can you tell us? Hey, can I'm hearing? I'm not. I mean, we'll come back to Steve. Nate, let me finish with you right now. Um, uh, We're all having problems, <laughs> technically. How funny that his name was Steve and he couldn't hear, and <laughs> Steve couldn't hear a minute ago. Yeah, I thought we were like, we'll take you now to ABC News. And then I just heard silence, and oh, I was waiting no. for Donna to, to do one of her patented, on the count of 40. And then I heard nothing, and then I was like, oh, wait, I think there's, a, there's a thing. So it doesn't look like we know anything yet. No, we'll just keep yet. watching, you know. So, yeah, for sure. We'll uh, we'll keep an eye for you. Okay. Uh, okay, Donna. Okay. Hey, by the way, coming up today at 1130, mm -hmm. um, if there's not breaking news at that point, we will play Throwback Thursday music trivia. Okay, so that's going to be pretty exciting because this time we're not even going to stop down to let you listen to songs because there are too many good questions today that I want to get through as many of them as we possibly oh, really? can. Okay. So Ooh. you're going to have to do a deep, deep stretch. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. All right. 22 minutes from right now, you guys. Wow. Yeah, I know. People were pumped, man. <laughs> you guys, have you... Um, I know, Steve, you probably didn't see this story, but Dawn, did you talk about this story about Ruth Wilson, who is one of the stars of the Showtime uh, TV show, The Affair? I We did not talk about it, but uh, yeah, tell me about well, what's going on. With there's her. headlines all over the place about this Ruth Wilson who quit the show, The Affair, due to a very toxic work environment. And this is according to testimonies that were given to The Hollywood Reporter. And she's uh, known for her uh, role as Allison, right? Did you watch The Affair? No, no. Oh. That sounds way too serious for me and not it's a, my jam. It's a really cool show in that... Each episode is told from a different person's perspective. So it's not like described. It's just assumed like it'll say Noah. And then you see the same story that was told the week before, but how he experienced it from his perspective. It was a really, really unique storytelling, but mm. there's a lot of sex and there was a lot of mm. um, nudity. And she is the person that is um the woman who what's the guy's name who's seen with what's her Dominic face? West yes so his character is Noah okay? okay so he has an affair on his wife with the character played by Ruth Wilson okay and apparently she's saying that it was this toxic work environment and she didn't feel safe she okay. can't say anything more so there's all these cryptic messages out there oh. but she said that 
there are particular sex scenes that she did not she didn't feel safe because they didn't keep it on a closed set and other people could see the Ew. scenes on the monitors I and then like not that. just people who work for the production but other people would have been able to access like so, who like somebody i don't know at the sandwich shop next door like the brother no, of somebody who works on the set you know oh no so she so it's a she said she said thing because the woman who is behind uh, the writer of the show is saying nope she is difficult to work with um you know this is ridiculous we investigate whenever somebody feels uncomfortable but this story is going to just be developing i think Ooh, yeah i think we're going to be hearing more about it mm-hmm. because she is just like nope and then the writer woman, I can't find her name at the, the moment because I was thinking we were going to ABC News. We were going to you know, have some breaking news. But um, she's essentially saying this is BS. Um, but Ruth Wilson is saying she would make some creepy comments that a man would make about her body and commenting on her, like nude body and things like that. So... I think it's going to be very interesting to see if there's any kind of lawsuit or backlash, but she has a non-disclosure. Okay. So she's, that's why she's being pretty cryptic about it. I know that on the Westworld, you know, there's a lot of nudity on that show too. Mm -hmm. And they have, you know, a lot of the robots when they're standing, you know, there, there's like, you look at a scene and you're like, there's a hundred new people standing there. Right, you know? right. They have like a person whose sole job is to monitor and make sure that everybody feels comfortable right. on the set. Like that's all they do. Right. Mm. That's their so, job. And there are more than one person who's making sure everybody feels okay. Right. And maybe I think every show that has nudity should have somebody like that. If they have a script supervisor or a line producer that's making sure that, you know, the script is being followed to a T. And continuity right. directors. How about people? <laughs> Let's protect people. Right. Absolutely. So she's saying inappropriate behavior. Um, again, that's Ruth Wilson, who played Allison in The Affair. Um, she said there were there were times when it was unnecessary for her character to be unclothed. In fact, there's one scene. I won't get into too much detail, but it's it's pretty aggressive. It's a pretty aggressive sex scene. And the showrunner sarah treem is like ugh, and then uh allison insisted on having a body double because she wasn't comfortable with it but it was already in the script and she was aware of it so it'll be interesting to see what unfolds with that story i'm seeing it everywhere this morning so it's almost impossible not to talk about it yeah any hoozle on a lighter note when we come back on the donna and steve show we've got studies yeah. You want to study? I have a study. You, got a, you like your study? Uh, I don't really have a study. I have a Facebook question. I have a study. Okay. It's about the top things that people lie about in social situations, to which mm. I would ask, are people doing this? Maybe people are doing this. I'll tell you what's number one on the list when we return. It's the Donna and Steve show on my talk. Hey, we're back. Appreciate you guys listening to the Donna and Steve show on my talk, 1071 Everything Entertainment. Keep in mind, we are monitoring the presidential election results with razor-thin margins right now. Uh, we will let you know as soon as we hear anything important. Razor-thin. 
<laughs> studies have shown that studies have shown that the microbial several long-term studies have shown they've studied the studies several scientific studies have shown and here with their findings are study buddies the perfect nerd couple donna and steve hey do you, steve do you lie to people i don't think so but i almost wonder if i've you know told a little white lie here and there like right. If you've know. rounded up, I suppose, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I do remember a specific time that I lied, and I thought, what have I done? Why did I just say that? Oh, and really? Do, really do you remember the it. specifics of yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. I, in seventh and eighth grade, was in band, and I played percussion. Okay, I played the snare drum, the bass drum, and the bells. I told somebody that I uh. was drums in band. And yeah. then somebody goes, oh, did you play a drum kit? And I go, yep. And then I was like, oh, what? Why did I just say that? And you knew that you were saying a drum set? I and did. Then it's it came out of my mouth. No. And then I was like, oh, no. What am I going to do? I've just lied about something so stupid. Yeah. I don't know why it happened. And then it was, it was just the worst. And then I was like, yeah, I got to go to the bathroom. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> they never saw her again. so weird. Well, there was a new survey that found close to a third of us are so desperate to impress people. <laughs> like that guy, apparently. <laughs> that we'll lie about our accomplishments if we need to. Here are the top 10 things that we lie about or embellish when we're with other people. Coming in at number one on the list, your job or more specifically how much responsibility you have. Hmm. Oh. Interesting. Hmm. What about your, your travel stories? I mean, what? What's it's weird when you about? read it in print. What do you say? You went to Paris when you know you went to Paris, California, which I believe is in Inland Empire suburbs. There's a Texas, Paris, Paris, Texas. Texas? Yep. How much you exercise? People are lying about it. Well, to the doctor, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the same with how much do you drink? Right. Yeah. How much do you smoke? Right. Never. How much money you make? I don't talk about that. Me with either. Who who would even ask that question? It's a good first date question. Figure <laughs> it out. Let's figure this out. Yeah, that's an awkward situation. Yeah. When did when did employers start making it private what people make? Wasn't it always? I don't know. I could you imagine if we all walked around on our foreheads with mm-hmm. like a number? Like Oh. On our heads, like what everyone makes. Well, you be know, brawling people like beating each other up. Brawling. Here's, a, <laughs> I've asked this question before. I'll ask it again. If someone had to have their a number posted on their forehead, meaning you could always see this information about somebody. I'm Bradley Trainer, and I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Either how much they make or like a clearer picture of what their financial situation is. Net worth is a little 
generic, but like how much money they have in savings. Hey, let's let's, let's make it even better. Ugh. If you had to choose between oh, that no, and your weight, say. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> your weight or how much you make. Oh, that's funny. What I'd would you ladies choose? Because I don't care about weight. But I'm a guy, and we view it through a different paradigm because society's yeah. been much kinder to us yeah. in regards to weight. If you had to choose right now, somebody comes up and says, forever, people are going to know every day what your weight is or every day how much you're making. Oh, I would say... Oh, I, I would, would put weight. Oh, I would put how much I make. You would? I don't, yeah, I don't care. I mean, who cares? It doesn't what we, matter what you to weigh. me. Yeah, I, well, who cares? Like, who cares? <laughs> Nobody walking down the street is going to be like, whoa... She's, you know, I don't know, 170. Mm-hmm. Like, Let's, who cares? Well, I Nobody do. cares. <laughs> All right, the well, problem is, Donna, Dawn, put that, you could prove that theory no, right now. shut your face. How much do you weigh? Here's See, the thing. people do care. You care. But I do care right now, but if given a choice, you know, like death, or you can choose between death <laughs> or your yeah. salary or your weight, because what happens is people start sizing you up. And going, oh, I work harder than her. But see, yeah. then I see it as a positive. Like if it goes up a little bit, people go, oh, you're, you just signed a contract and you got a little bit more. Oh, look, yeah, but, you got 1% more than yesterday. That's but great, Dawn, Dawn. They're always going to compare it to what they're making. So if you're making more or less than mm-hmm. somebody else, yeah, you know what I mean? That's where all the resentment will start coming in. Oh, yeah. Ah, gosh, I guess I don't okay. look at what other people make in relation to me. I'm not trying to say like I'm high and mighty, but I just it doesn't matter. You sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. To Donna's point, there would be more brawls in the hall if it was income versus weight. You wouldn't be like. Your two bills? Get over here, you. <laughs> right, because you're going to always want to keep up with the Joneses. There's always going to be that relativity. Mm, you know, yeah. and, but now we do. I think people will judge you on the weight and they'll say they don't. But. I'm old now, so I don't care anymore <laughs> that much. I mean, I care. I'm not going to tell you how much I weigh. Can we guess? I don't care. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, when we come back, we're playing Throwback Thursday music trivia. A whole grip of questions for D-Bone. See if her undefeated streak continues next. Okay, I'm very excited. It is a Thursday, but not just any old Thursday. Let's rewind, shall we? Shall we? Donna and Steve present Throwback Thursday. We need to go back in time. We gotta go old school. Any questions about the old days? Why, yes, there are. It's time for Steve Patterson to quiz longtime radio disc jockey Donna Valentine on old school tunes. Well, this just sounds like a blast to me. Steve, watch out. Throw it back, yeah? Well, we've got a great group of music trivia bits today that I would like to share with you. My page is currently freezing, but I believe that it will unfrozen in a moment. All Donna, right. all right, unfrozen. All right. God bless you. <laughs> Do you feel ready to go? Yes. Dateline, no music today, meaning we're not going to play any clips. We've got to get through a lot of questions. Dateline 1956. Uh-oh. <laughs> this show debuted on NBC in America. The program was the first of its kind hosted by an African American. It was hosted by a now deceased, very famous singer. Do you want the singer or the train? Uh, or the uh, show? 
<laughs> or the train. This is a bad sign. Um, I'll take either. Okay, so the things that I'm thinking of, was it a dance show? Was it a music? They don't expand. Probably a variety show of sorts. So I'm thinking 1956. The things that are coming to mind are things like Soul Train, but that's too early. It feels early. It feels early. It does feel early. Uh, you know, American now, Bandstand. If I told you that this person, this man, Herper, <laughs> goes by, uh, has a three name name. You know what I mean? A three name name. A three name name. Okay. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Billy D, Billy D. Taylor Thomas. You can lock that in. <laughs> 1956. First African American to host a show um, of this kind on NBC, 1956. His middle name or second name could be considered royalty. Jeez. Oh, could be. Okay, so it's something king. Come on now, girlfriend. You're right there. King. Ben E. King? Oh, no, but I like your, where your head's at. Ben E. King is the second one. Oh, boy. <laughs> King is the second one. Is Junior the last one? No. Cole is. Oh, oh. Nat King Cole. Oh, you want to lock it in? Yes. Nice. How did I do wow. that? That's incredible. Wow. wow. What wow. was the show? What was the show? The Nat King Cole show. Oh. Oh. Okay, cool. Dateline 1966. All right. Just jumping right to the next. Uh, yeah, ten we got years. a lot to get to. This okay. group was at the top of the Billboard singles chart with Last Train to Clarksville. It was the group's first number one. Bobby Hart, who co wrote the song, got the idea for the lyrics when he turned on the radio and heard the end of The Beatles' paperback writer. He thought Paul McCartney was singing take the last train and decided to use the line when he found out McCartney was actually singing paperback writer is it the, the group? is it a person's name it's a it's a musical group Dave Clark five maybe you would never lock that in you psycho probably not I'll take the last train to go to, uh, mm. could it be the monkeys oh are you locking that in I'm gonna lock that in I think Donna nice yeah, Good job. Thank you, guys. Dateline okay. 1967. Two for two. <laughs> this half of a two-man band was a passenger on a train which crashed in southeast London in England, killing 49 people and injuring 78. Jeez. He was treated for shock after the incident. Name the singer who was one half of this two-man band. So it's a duo. Mm, could it be someone like, um, oh, it's too early. I was going to say like Paul Simon, maybe, or Art Garfunkel. Mm. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, Aaron Neville of the Neville Brothers. No, 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 no. Neville. A broken heart. The Bee Gees? Mm hmm. But name that, brother. 
Fiji's are three people. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my bad. Okay. I'm so okay. Sorry. All right. That's why I'm I was sorry. On my it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I, I'm going to say that it wasn't Andy. It was. It was an Andy Kemp? He died. Oh. Not in a train accident. Okay, this guy is um, Robin Gibb. Nice, Donna. That's crazy. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What am I, three for three now? Unbelievable. What's the other one? Barry? Barry. He's the hot one. He's the hot one. Well, Andy was hot. up. Okay. Andy and Barry. Very hot. I don't know. They all had kind of a disciples vibe. Oh, you think so? Yeah, they all look like they would have auditioned in the church play. And like they really felt proud that every March... They always got cast as Jesus. Mm-hmm. You don't even know if they version. hold down a job the rest of the year, but they just wait. On the very guitar show. Jimmy oh. Fallon, Justin Timberlake, great sketch. Okay. Dateline, 1971. Okay. Elvis Presley kicked off a 15-date North American tour at the Metropolitan Sports Center in Minneapolis. <laughs> <laughs> That guy, miss him. <laughs> Announcer Al Devoren uttered for the first time what has since become a very well-known phrase. Jeez. He was asked to make this now famous announcement in an effort to quiet the fans who continued to call for an encore. What was the saying? Simma the hell down. Simma down now. Uh, it's not rock and roll. Uh, what would it, okay? They're would cheering it for an encore. Think about it. It's a now famous yeah. saying. Um. Hey man, we need you to just just make an announcement. Just let him know he's not here anymore. Oh, Elvis has left the building. Boom. Ding 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 a ding. Donna, nice job. Thank you for the hint. You're a genius today. You are stop it. So that's saying Elvis has left the building. Got its start here in Minneapolis. Mike Lang, famed play-by-play announcer for the Pittsburgh Penguins, would always say that when the Penguins won. I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. Is there more? Is there more? How dare you? Dateline 1983. I was in utero. Billy Joel was number one on the singles chart with this song. Stayed on top of the charts for five weeks. It was initially written about his relationship with his then-girlfriend, Elle McPherson. It ended up also becoming about his soon-to-be wife, Christy Brinkley. Who did you say? Who's the artist? Billy Joel. Yep, okay, that's what I thought. A song first written about Elle McPherson, later shifted the meaning to his soon-to-be yeah. wife, Christy Brinkley. Uptown Girl. Final. Elle McPherson? What? I know. He dated models. She was much younger. What? It's Hollywood. Come I on. Thought, I thought. Dateline. Okay, fine. 1988. The Biatch Boys went to number one in the US, <laughs> the U.S. singles chart with this song. It was number one in the U.S. It actually only got to number 25 in the U.K. The track had been featured in the film cocktail oh in the song um in the song uh i'm gonna need a hint because you know i want to go ba 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 ba
um, 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 um. Okay, so I'm thinking it's got a cocktail feel to it. Keep going Maybe it's there. a California feel to oh, it. Oh, not quite, but I'm on vacation, baby. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah. Give yeah, me, give me, gone. give me, give me, give me more. It's a made-up place. Oh, uh, is it Kokomo final? <laughs> Woo! Yeah, 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 yeah. So. They played it on Full House, too, I think, in 1989. Yeah. What are you doing, Beavis? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> are we done? No. Stop rushing me, Donna. Sorry, I blew up. Dateline 1994. This is not going to end well. Cheryl Crow scored her first top ten single when this song entered the charts at number four. The singer-songwriter went on to become the first U.S. female to score six UK hits off of her debut album, Tuesday Night Music Club. Name the single. There's so many. You're darn it. 94. There's All I Want to Do. All I want to do is have some fun. I got a feeling I'm I'm not not the the only only one. one. There's that one. I think that might be it. It was a weird song. Are you willing to lock it? I'm going to lock that in. All I want to do, Cheryl Crow, final answer. Bye. I don't like that you said Cheryl. We'll give you the point anyway. Isn't it Cheryl? Yeah, I think you threw out a Cheryl. Oh. I don't like when people call Cheryl's Cheryl's. Cheryl. I have an Aunt Cheryl. Some people call Aunt Cheryl. And I'm like, don't do that ever. Okay, no. that's how I feel about the pronunciation of Cheryl. I didn't realize I said it that way. <sighs> Dateline 2000. This group, I don't even know what that was, went to number one. That is a song on Tuesday Night Music Club. On the United Kingdom's album chart with All That You Can't Leave Behind. Oh, jeez. It was the group's eighth United Kingdom number one album. Creed was at number one on the United States singles charts with with Arms Wide Open. Um... What year, Steve? Nineteen ninety. What year? Two thousand. Two thousand. He's singing okay. it. Oh. And the song. And the name of the song is. The name of the album is "All That You Can't Leave Behind." Oh man, I should know this. Give me a hint. I'm stuck on this song. Oh, forget it. <laughs> okay. I don't know the answer. But you know letters of the alphabet, late okay. appearing letters of the alphabet. All right. So there's X, Y, Z. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, O. Fast forward T, what comes after T? What letter comes after T? <laughs> so you? Now say a number. Oh, you too. You got it right. Oh man. Or you be forty? That was my second thought. <laughs> wow, what a journey. It's been a long time since I've sung Queed, and boy, does it feel good. Hmm. For me. Right. No one else. Nope. That was fun, Steve. Thank you for bringing that um, that material to the program. Okay. 
Hey, don't forget about listener rewards in November. In case you didn't know, it's November 5th. And you can win a $1,000 little blind spot window warm-up. How about that? That's really great. It's a big deal, man. Yeah, 200 uh, two hundred dollars to London Byerleys. We got gift cards shut up for IKEA, Crisp and Green, Punch oh. Pizza, Yummy Yum. You can register for the rewards. You could uh, just listen and enter when it's really really simple. Either spot can get you registered. mytalk 1071com or do what all the kids are doing. Download our app. Download it today, you idiots. Ooh, oh, sorry. Well, that's not. I was right. trying. All right. A different time. You know, the holidays are right around the corner. And with that, Dawn will bring the Goop Holiday Gift Guide when we come right back for the final stretch of the Donna and Steve show next on My Talk. Final stretch of the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment with Donna Valentine, that's me. Steve Patterson, that's him. Good morning, everybody. Producer Dawn McClain, that's her over there with the yeah. Goop Holiday Gift Guide. Oh, oh Lord. yeah. How okay. weird is this going to get? Okay, Very. Steve, here's the thing. Yeah, There's I... a section for lovers, sure. and I'm going to avoid that at first. Oh, man. Okay, because <laughs> uh, I don't want to make Steve Pruderson uncomfortable. If you want to hear in full detail that list... You can listen to the hour three of the Jason and Alexis podcast. <laughs> they do a deep dive good. on it. So sure, there's all sorts Kenny of weird and eggs his weird and stuff. comments. Yeah. Oh, okay, uh, what's so- a story like that like when Kenny's oh. offering his thoughts? Oh, it's hilarious, of course. <laughs> but I want to first bring you uh, something on the list. This is the uh, in the section. She has different sections. This is the ridiculous but awesome gift guide. This one, uh, first off, there's a Ouija board that you can buy for um, $2,000. Okay. Yeah. Don't like that. Uh, Stay away from those. I know that it's a board game, but nobody wants to open up a portal to another world, do they? Mm -hmm. Nope. Come on. Especially for two grand. Yeah, come on. Those are some expensive demons coming out of there. I don't like that. (laughs) Okay, uh, the first one is a watermelon bag. Watermelon Watermelon sugar. Exactly. And it says just chasing that watermelon sugar high. It is a leather bag that you can put a watermelon in. Okay, and what? it's like you remember, like um, like an old. It's just a round bag that perfectly fits a watermelon. It's very silly. It's just like a watermelon bag. How Can't much you is just that? use a bowling ball bag? I guess maybe not. Yeah, maybe that's not. what that's what I thought. You know, it doesn't list a price. You have to go into this separate website that is in. Uh, I see kanji characters on here that I don't know how to read. Kanji, kanji meaning like a, a traditional Japanese writing or characters you know characters um don't know how to read that but watermelon bag if you're really interested you can figure out what the exchange rate is on that how about (laughs) a um a baguette bread bread lamp it's 210 dollars. like is it real bread it's not real bread but it looks like a piece of bread is it real bread is there a lampshade at the top or is it just it glows it's like a glowing piece of bread oh 210 dollars Okay, don't like that one. If you're about to give birth, here's a custom birth sill. This What's is like, um, it's like a chair, and yeah. it's like a a place to sit where you're going to give birth, I guess, in the most comfortable way. That mm. one is seventy seven thousand five hundred dollars. Oh my! Right. <laughs> no. Oh God. Here's a, something uh. for gamers. This is for um, all right. Origin X, and it is an old school gaming console, and it's 
looks like it's just playing Pong at this point, back and forth, but it looks very, very old. It is 4,519. When I click on the fort, uh, the um, details here, it says an homage to Atari's 1972 Pong cabinet, a tennis table themed arcade. Uh, and it's similar aesthetic, but updated with a sleek wall-mounted design. It plays vintage video games. Okay. Okay. Oh. Kind of cool. Do you have uh, anybody in your life that's a gamer? Like me? And me? <laughs> gunky girl at your gunky service? Girl. Oh, okay. Gunky girl. Okay. Do you right. want to dip your toe into the other section here? There's also an Hermes skateboard for... 4,425 that has a leopard printed on it? No. Okay. Do you want to go into the other? No, we better not. Okay. I got some crazy stuff to partner with your story. Oh, sure. Steve? I was just going to say, it's been documented, by the way. I have had sex four times. The proof is in my house. Right, Right. kids? Right. I asked a question today. um, Do you collect anything unusual? You got to see some of the answers we got. I mean... Oh, yeah. What are people saying? Sherry said skunks ever since I was a kid, all sitting in a box in the garage now, but I still have every one. I am assuming she means unalive. Yeah, like, like figurines? Yes. Okay, cute. Um, Cynthia is a Grinchaholic, Aww. and she has a large collection of Grinch items oh, from the first cool. two movies. Okay. I like that. Mark collects pictures of Queen Victoria. Um, Megan collects rocks from the states and countries she's been to. Where is the one that said cat whiskers? Oh, Katie. Katie has a large collection of cat whiskers. You mean real cats? Only after they shed them, of course. I've never seen a cat whisker off the cat. Oh, it's really cool. Um, But we would all agree (laughs) collecting them is not really cool. It's unusual. Okay. So we're non-judging. Here. Megan, okay. I do the rock thing. Oh, that's neat. Like when I went to Stillwater, you know, yeah. and then Duluth. I think that's fun. And, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Our that's kids cool. have a lot of rocks, too. They love that. Um, You mean like agates? Yeah. Cool. You're look, looking for agates. Um, Sharon said crowns and anything with the queen on it. Huh. Shannon, I used to do this, too. Collect Pez dispensers. Those are really fun because if you could find a really unique one. That's awesome. Those could be fun if you like figure out a way to display them. You know. <gasps> yes, Steve. Stephanie connects Mr. Potato Head. She has seventy-five of them. Oh my God, that's so cute. Aww. She must oh. be a fan of Vin Diesel, also. <laughs> oh, guess yeah. what I found, he you guys. Like Speaking oh. of Vin Diesel, what? Yeah. I found what I was looking for all this time. Is this it? Well, she is weird today. Yeah, isn't she weird? She's acting weird. She's What's talking going on? weird. Yeah, Donna, seriously. So, Did you not sleep oh, well? I slept great. <laughs> I was looking that for makes it weirder. the Vin Diesel singing to um singing about Paul, Paul Walker, Walker and yeah. I found it earlier and I was gonna play it for you guys, but since you're being <gasps> Mean? No, I'm not going to. You're being mean. You're not being mean. We love you. I love you. No, guys. she's being super weird today. I love you can Leo love Key. somebody and tell them that they're being weird. And God, by the way, I'm weird every day, Leo so it's Key. not weird anymore. <laughs> I Leoc v both of you. Oh, uh, that was when the weird started yesterday. Oh, <laughs> uh, I gotta go. No, okay. we have to go. I gotta run. I'm so sorry. I gotta hang up now. All right, fine. Colleen and Bradley are coming in next. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate you. We'll see you back love here you tomorrow. Guys, bye. Bye-bye.
Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.